0: Guys, I'm so pumped to be with y'all today. Um, mm, This series has been really powerful and... uh I just believe that today is going to be a continuation of that, that today is going to be uh, an overwhelming experience for all of us. And so I know that when I'm open, when I'm expectant, that God blows me away. And so I don't know what you walked in here with, if you're tired, if you're groggy, if you're like, meh, oh, whatever. Uh, I don't know if you're excited because it's getting hot out. Can I get an amen? Come on now. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it, okay? Um, and so um, I, I don't know what it is, but I know that God wants to meet you here. I know that he wants to blow your mind. I know that he wants to show you something different about himself. And so, uh, y'all want to lean in with me? Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. And, and and I might have the microphone, but I'm preaching to me too. I just want y'all to know that, that this isn't me talking at you, but I want to talk with you. Yeah, that's good. And I want us to to conversate here. And so, uh, I'm, I'm excited for today. Um, man, last week was about freedom. Last week was really good, guys. Like, I feel felt like there was this presence in the room that was just releasing for a lot of people and uh, like Chris said if you missed it last week we have it on uh, Spotify so you can listen but I would encourage you to go look at it and look it up and um, man join in what's happening here at CORE Church but uh, this week we're continuing our series to whom it may concern Uh, this is all about the fact that you're a handwritten letter that God is shaping you, crafting you. The Holy Spirit is writing a beautiful story in your life so that people could read it and know who he is. Know who he is. And so we opened up with that concept in the, in the first week of the series is that God is writing this beautiful letter. And last week we talked about the fact that people need to see the freedom that you've been given. Amen. And that was, a, I mean, like I said, how can people see the freedom when all they see is the front. And so I just was encouraging last week with uh, openness and our ability to be transparent with one another and, and tell the story about how God has moved in our life. And this week, this week, we're going to talk about strength. Someone say strength. I don't believe that the, the community, the followers of Christ are meant to be weak. We're not. We're meant to be strong. We're meant to stand strong. We're meant to endure. We are fortified. We are able to withstand any storm withstand any storm because we are strong. Someone say strong. Strong. And so we're going to be talking about that today. Second Corinthians puts it this way. This is our core verse for uh, this entire series. Can we put this up there? Second Corinthians three. It says this, you show that you're a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry. This is Paul talking uh, to the Corinthians, a man who has visited and planted churches in the region of Corinth. And so he's saying, hey, you're the result of our teaching, right? Uh, Written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on the tablets of human hearts. And so you're a letter. That's what Paul is calling you, what he's calling me. You're a letter that communicates the character, the passions, the thoughts, and the heart of the author. You're designed, created, written by God to communicate this beautiful and elaborate message. And so I love talking about that, and I want to dive into this. Can we put this up? This is also in Second Corinthians. let's push forward to this. Second Corinthians 4:16 through 17, it says this. "Therefore, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed. Someone say renewed. renewed. Day by day, day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. We talked about Paul last week, and this whole series is centered on the life of Paul, so we're going to be talking about him a lot. And this guy went through so many trials. This guy was beaten over and over. He faced so many different things, and he has the courage to face them all. And look at what he says about these trials. A man who's been beaten, thrown in jail, all of these types of things. He says, For they are light and momentary in regards to the kingdom, in regards to what is to come. What a strength statement that is. Because how many of us know that when life hits the fan, it feels overwhelming. It feels like everything. And even even little stuff like a bad conversation with a boss can weigh us down. You ever have that that conversation with your boss and they they call you up and you got that pit in your stomach and it hits you? (laughs) You're like, oh, and that throws off our day, and that hits us, and that throws off our our work environment, and we feel defeated or or hurt, right? They're light and momentary. Whatever it is that you're facing, man, we all go through trials. We're all going to face it, but we are all strong. Amen? Amen? And so I stand strong. This is the point of our letter. I stand strong to show you the strength of Christ. If people were to read my letter, I stand strong to show you where my strength comes from and to show you how big and massive my God really is. Yeah, the world can throw everything it's got at me, but watch me stand strong and watch how good God is. That's what I want people to read in my life. And that's what Paul, as we're going to be diving into what he uh, did in his life, that's what he portrays throughout his whole journey. Strength, endurance, fortitude. This man was a man of power, power. So can I pray for y'all before we jump into this? Let's pray. Uh, God, we thank you. God, we thank you that uh, we are not weak. We thank you that with the spirit inside of us, we are made strong and we are made powerful in your name. And so, God, I pray that over this week and over our course here that we would be open to discovering how powerful we, we really are and how we can live that out day to day this week. In Jesus' name, we all said. Amen. Amen. Um, and so I, I want to I share uh, a story. Uh, we got my wonderful in-laws. Hi, guys. Donna and Michelle. Uh, they're incredible. We got Emmy in the house, my beautiful wife. And then we got Carrie, my sister-in-law. Hey, what's up, Carrie? What up? <laughs> Carrie. Uh, and so uh, super excited uh, to, to tell this story because it might be a tough story, but it is a story of strength. It is a story of strength. Um, March 4th, 11 years ago, um, you know, well, let me give you some preface. Uh Donna Michelle uh, felt a call to get married and start a family. And for some reason, God said, hey, five kids will be great for you. Y'all are crazy. Okay. So they have five wonderful kids. They had Nick, Chris, Dan, and then the twins. God bless your soul. Two at one. I mean, ugh, Warren's enough. Two at one time. Are you kidding me? Um, and so, and they're carrying Emmy. Woo! God bless you. Okay, so they had five kids. Y'all are out of your mind, but you do your thing, okay? Uh, Five, the number of grace. Come on now. Okay, Um, and so uh, five children, five children, uh, a wonderful family unit. Uh, They were strong. They were dedicated to church. They were faithful. Um, You know, Emmy was grown. Emmy and Carrie, they were grown in the church and and developed their faith at a young age, And, and faith was a huge part of their family life. Faith was a huge part of their family life. And uh, they had a wonderful family growing up. They were these. Their whole family is wonderfully intelligent. Uh, all like debaters, which is wonderful. Love it. Um, and and uh, Emmy had this special attachment uh, to her brother Chris. Is it weird that you have like a favorite sibling? You know, like. But her, your favorite sibling was definitely not Carrie. No, Chris. Okay. Uh, and so her favorite her favorite sibling was Chris. And um, uh, eleven years ago, March fourth. Um, Chris passed, Chris passed. And uh, Chris was an extraordinary individual from what I understand. Um, bright, incredibly witty, uh, passionate, uh, very outspoken. Um, uh, that's hard, I, I wish I would've known him. That's why I get all emotional about this because I uh, it was such an important part of your life. He's an important part of my life, you know? Um, And so uh, Chris was a a young man and he had this, uh, he had been diagnosed with this rare form of cancer. Only a few people in the world at that time had this cancer, literally less than a dozen people. And uh, being a faith-filled family, full of love, full of passion, serving, giving everything to Jesus, (laughs) bringing people to the Lord giving of their treasure to grow the kingdom, doing everything that should be done. And this tragedy happens with this young man. He's inflicted with this cancer. And like I said, it was so rare in fact that, um, that, that doctors didn't necessarily know how to treat it and what to do, so this was kind of a, a test Yes, it was an educated test. It was an educated uh, uh, way of operating and and bringing about healing. But they looked at Chris and said, oh, man, you only got a few months to live. How old was he at that time? Um, Around, like, 20. 20. And so he was in the middle of college, OU. um, They were all from Ohio. Boo. Um, (laughs) Well, you went to OU. It's enough. Okay. Uh, And so... uh, so uh, Chris was in college and, and inflicted with this, this cancer and um, only had a, several months to live, is what they said. Imagine, imagine being a young 20 year old man full of future and life and promise. And this happened, like the rarest thing possible. And uh, imagine the stress, the weight, the defeat, what do we do? It's not even something that, like, is known yet. How are we going to handle this? Uh, Emmy and Carrie were teenagers at that time. Imagine uh, the weight of that on your family. And uh, they press on with some, some of their protocol or, or their measures, procedures, whatever it be, and Chris actually... Live longer than a few months. And he was, again, a man full of passion. He got his college degree. It was incredible. Like, he pushed through it with so much strength and so much power. You should read some of the things that he wrote about his faith journey. Here is this young man who is struck, struck by this incredible, incredibly rare cancer, and yet he still has enough boldness to write about his faith in a blog, and he shares his thoughts about God and his passions for God, and he makes it a few years, and 11 years ago, March 4th, he passes in the midst of a, a procedure, and uh, that would that would take out a family. Um, that that moment has a whole new level to me. Having my son, I couldn't imagine. I, if you have a child, I can't imagine losing a child. And uh, these. Two, especially Donna Michelle, I, I am blown away by you two. Yeah. I can't believe it. That you guys have been faithful, serving your life out, like giving your life to the Lord and continuing to chase after him with yeah, everything so they've got. These two are some of the most mature spiritually persons, some of the most knowledgeable. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. These two... These two don't just know of God, they have given their life and they're chasing after God with everything good. they've got. And Come what on. should have torn a family apart didn't. Come on. That there's a family that is full of faith and strong. How? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a preacher, and I'll tell you what, if my kid was struck with that, I don't know. I gotta be honest, I don't know. Come on. It'd be hard for me to continue on with this. But they stood strong and faithful. And uh, do you know how many times the, the wonderful thing about Chris is that people people still like comment on his Facebook page like we love you and and they cherish Chris still. And there's the story of Chris is still being told. The truth is, is that the strength of God is still being revealed through his story. On, years God. later, 11 years later, they're still inspired by yeah, the strength come on, of this family. Come on. That's good. How? It's only Christ. How did they make it through a tragedy like this? It can only be the strength of God. How how did their family not just fall apart? It's only through prayer, fasting, leaning on the Holy Spirit with everything that they've got, walking strong in His strength. That's the only way possible. Again, if you're a parent like me, I, I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. When life knocks you down, how do you stand strong? How do you do it? That might not have been your story, you might not have faced something like that, but we get knocked down all the time. Am I the only one here? Come on. Come on, we get knocked down all the time. We are always under attack. We're always, the enemy is always trying to defeat us and knock us down. And so, how do we stand strong? When you have this wonderful job you've been going for 25 years at, and all of a sudden the rug gets pulled out from you because the, the the employment. Is closing or the business is closing and you are lost and you don't know what's going on. <laughs> you started this marriage thing, you thought it was going to be wonderfully easy. And a few years into it, you discover it's really tough. And it hits you, and the stresses come in. When that teenager pushes you to the limit, and you're not just angry with them, but you're fearful for their journey. How do you how do you push on? How do you stand strong? How do we stand strong through these crazy trials and why do we stand strong? We stand strong to reveal the strength of Christ. Yeah. That's why we stand Amen. strong and that's why he gives you strength to show the world, look at what I can do through you. Yeah. If Donna Michelle can stand strong with the Holy spirit, we can all stand strong too. Yeah. Amen. And I want to see a church. I want to be a part of a church of people who are standing strong in the midst of every trial inspired by a story like this so that people would read there is an incredibly powerful god look at this place the world is hitting each and every person here yet they are persevering standing strong and they are walking with endurance in their steps i don't know how that's possible and so how do we do that how do we do that i want to say i want to say to you the truth is today is that there's trials written within your letter Your letter includes trials. This Christian walk is actually not promised to be easy. You didn't sign up for like kiddie land. You signed up for something very difficult. (laughs) But it is difficult to reveal the glory of God. And we don't have to fear the difficulty because we have a Savior who is strong and who conquered anything that we could face. Look at this this says this in John 16 and this is Jesus talking to us we can put this up here in this world you will have trouble so you have a promise of trouble Jesus is saying hey you're with me welcome there's gonna be some trouble (laughs) thanks you know (laughs) but take heart I've overcome the world take heart stand strong you'll make it through this puff your chest out I got you I've got you. I've overcome this. Donna Michelle with Chris. Take heart. I've got this. And the outcome in our worldly vision might not have turned out the way that we wanted it to, Mm -hmm. but in a heavenly way, in a way that we can't understand, God did everything that he needed to do to bring ultimate healing and to glorify God. Even when you're faithful, there's bound to be trial. Even when you are walking this walk, even whenever you are progressing on this journey with Jesus, you're walking hand in hand with him, he's challenging you, he's growing you, you're walking out your faith, you're living it out, man, there is bound to be trial. There's bound to be trial, I can promise you that, I can promise you that. And it is all to reveal the glory of God, it is all to show how strong he is. And so like I said, this whole story, this whole series revolves around the life of Paul. It all revolves around the life of Paul. This guy was once a heathen, once a a, a guy who persecuted Christians, hated people, would put them in jail, or even worse, kill them for their faith. This man was a terror. And he had his life dramatically transformed by the love of Christ, the grace of Christ. And so he gave his life to Jesus. He was once called Saul and then he was transformed and his name changed into Paul. And he started living out the gospel. He started spreading the word, preaching the gospel, standing strong and showing people what the faith life is like. And in this change, Jesus had this promise over his life that he was going to carry the message to the Gentiles, to the people that didn't deserve the gospel. And so he starts preaching and he's teaching and he's leading and, and people don't like Paul. And they started beating him. They started putting him in jail. At one point, they even stoned him for sharing his faith. And yet he stood strong. And so I want to share a story with you where Paul is living his leadership life. He's living the way that God called him to live. He's teaching, he's preaching wherever he goes. He's talking about the word of God. He's letting the Holy Spirit lead his life. And we all know that the trial comes. And so I want to share this story with you. If you have your Bible, if you're taking notes, this is Acts chapter 16. You've heard me preach this before, but this story is so powerful because it reveals the strength that we have been given through the Holy Spirit and the strength of God, okay? And so uh, this picks up Acts chapter 16, uh, verse 16, okay? Um, And this isn't up there yet, but you can follow along with me, okay? Once, when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. In other words, this woman was a fortune teller, and Paul ran past her and encountered her, okay? Um, she earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. So she's bugging and nagging Paul. He's trying to do his life, man. And she's like, mah, 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 mah. Okay. And finally, finally, <laughs> Paul became so troubled. He's like, I'm so annoyed. He turned around. <laughs> He turned around and he said to the spirit, in the name of Christ Jesus, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit spirit left her. (laughs) This is where we pick up. When the owners of the slave girl realized, again, this is Paul just living his normal life. He is walking faithfully. God is leading him to free people. This is a freedom moment. Okay? He's doing what God wants him to do. But when the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas. They seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by, um, by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in on the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. I'm living my normal life. This person was bugging me for days and days. I command a spirit to come out of her. Talk about a story. I command a spirit to come out of her, and all of a sudden, you're beating me. You're beating me. And they had been severely flogged, and they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. And upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell, fastened their feet to the stocks. So here he is. He's being faithful to the Lord, him and Silas. They're loving people. They're living what God has for them. And they get beaten, flogged, and they get thrown into jail, which is a, an incredibly disgusting, in regards to everything that's going on in the world, non-sanitary type of place, okay? Fastened in the inner cell, dark. The trial is an opportunity for us to ask the Holy Spirit to overwhelm us with strength. Paul was put in this moment, and he had a couple options. And I don't know if you're like me, but when life hits, I get pretty discouraged. It doesn't feel real, real great. I, this week, man, it was really tough. I wasn't feeling well. I was like, it's going to be terrible. I was pretty discouraged. And I had to talk myself out of that. I had to speak strength into my life. I had to ask the Holy Spirit. I, would, I shared this in our meeting. I asked the Holy Spirit. I asked God to do what I couldn't do in today because I'm not feeling 100%. Yeah. I need his strength. And so the trial was an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to overwhelm us with strength. And so he could have sat there. Him and Silas could have just pouted. They could have given up. They could have just accepted it. But they asked for some strength, they did something different. They started singing and praising God. We could put this up there. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to him. And suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prisons were shaken, and at once, all the prison doors flew open, and everybody's chains came loose. That's powerful. What type of prison are we in today? What's knocking us down today? How do you feel defeated? Because this is a moment, if we're really honest with ourselves, to address that and to ask the Spirit to give us strength. If it is brokenness within your family, today is a wonderful day for you to ask the Holy Spirit to give you strength. If it really is that you can't figure out this job stuff and you're confused, burdened by it, It is a wonderful moment for you to ask for strength and watch what happens when God does the impossible. And so they're singing, full of strength, they're singing, which is crazy, like they're beaten, they're probably tired, they're probably drained, and here they are, full of strength, singing. The foundations shake and everybody's chains came loose. The the jailer woke up and when he saw the prison uh, doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We're all here. There was a strength moment. Paul stood up. Let me tell you something. He was literally shackled hands and feet in the inner cell. And here's this moment where he stands up strong he's free and he's been given strength again and before we jump into this next portion I want to tell you that when he stood when he stood strong others saw the power of Christ when he stood strong when he was singing in that cell beaten bruised and bloody and everything other people were listening did y'all catch that other people were listening to the story of Paul and Silas other people were watching. How could you be so beaten? How could you be so down and yet still sing? How could you be locked in the inner cell and yet still miraculous things happen? It's only by the strength of God. Amen? Amen. Come on. And so when he stood strong, people took notice. This is different here. The average person would just sit in the cell and be like, that's it, I'm done. Here he is, he's singing. People took notice. And so the jailer, it keeps on going. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? When he saw strength, this jailer, for the letter, the jailer was reading Paul and Silas's letter. Wow. That's a letter of strength. I need that. They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, and you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord, Uh, to him and all the others in his house. And at that hour of the night, the jailer took them. So here he is. He hears the message of the gospel, and he's like, You gotta tell this to my whole family. He takes them. They're still beaten, bloody, and bruised, folks. Like he takes them, pulls them to the house in the middle of the night. We're talking like 3 a.m. It's like, I'm tired, bro. You want me to preach to your family? But there's strength, right? And so he goes and he preached to to this family. Uh jailer took them, washed their wounds, then immediately all his family were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before for him, and he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family, he and his whole family, you see, when people see strength, they have to ask where it comes from, when they see this family who just lost their son, and they're still together, they're still faith-filled, how, how do you live like that, even greater question, how do you trust a God like that? And they answer, not necessarily always with their words, but with the strength of standing strong today. Like I said, 11 years later, they're still asking and they're still inspired by the story of strength in this family. And so this isn't the only time, this is not the only time that Paul was faced with trial. Paul stood through many trials, folks. I have a wonderful point to make after this. Paul stood through many trials. Put this up. This is in 2 Corinthians 11, and I want you all to read this whole thing because I only put a portion of it down. This dude, this dude went through hell and back, I'm being honest. He went through hell and back. This is just a portion. This is like a fifth of what he went through. I've worked much harder, been in prison more frequently. This is Paul talking. Been flogged more severely. Been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one because 40 would typically kill someone. (laughs) One, One lash away from death. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. This guy went through it all. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Yes, I was stoned and shipwrecked. This guy went through it all. His story isn't just in jail once. He was in trial over and over and over again. Have y'all ever felt like that? Like when it rains, it pours. It's just over and over and over again. Like, can I get a break? I heard this amazing sermon this morning um, that there's even a trial in coming to church. That the enemy wants to put a roadblock in the way of you getting here to sit here to hear a message about strength. He's afraid of you hearing about strength. And so he's going to even put a trial in your way. Hmm. But I have some really amazing news and it's kind of backwards. And this is the whole reason that we face trials in the, in the first place. The more that you stand through trials, the more people will read your letter. I want people to read my letter because yeah. it's a message of hope. It's a message of grace and forgiveness and full life. And this man <laughs> wrote the majority of this New Testament, led more people to Jesus than who knows what. And do you see the equation here? The more trials he faced, the more influential he was for the gospel and for the growth of the kingdom. Yeah, good. Come on. And so I got wonderful news for you. If you want to do something extraordinary and if you want to spread the gospel around the whole world, you're going to face a lot of trials. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. What a joy it actually is, though. And what a joy it actually is to experience the strength of God in my life. That when you go through a trial, the only thing that can sustain you is the strength that comes from God. And when I'm in operating in my own way, in my own life, and in my own strength, life isn't that special. Bring on the trial so i got to lean on him more. Yep. Bring on the trial so that i gotta lay, I got to lay all of my life down again and again. Bring it on. on. Put me in jail more. Flog me more. Beat me more. It's a bold thing to say. But bring it. The more you stand through the trials, the more people will read your letter more people will read your letter and God wants to use you to you, to communicate a wonderful message about him his thoughts his characteristics his passions and his heart and he wants to communicate to the world that he is the source of strength in your life and can be the source of strength in everyone's life yeah, so And so how's he going to communicate that welcome on the trials yeah. <laughs> and donna michelle they're The trials haven't stopped. They've changed and they've become different. But these folks, these incredible, incredible leaders, incredibly faith-filled people have pushed through trial and trial and trial again. And they are a megaphone for the gospel. I haven't had one conversation with Don where it's not about the gospel. You know that? I love talking to Don. It's always God-centered. it's because he stood through trial, trial, and trial again. And he is a megaphone for the gospel. The more trials you face, the more people are going to read the letter. I'm scared. (laughs) I didn't plan on saying this. I'm scared about doing this church thing, folks. Do you know what it means for me to personally sign up for this? There's people who aren't going to like me. I want everyone to like me. (laughs) It's not fun. People are going to critique me. When I pour my heart and soul into this, they're going to say, you didn't preach the gospel right. You failed on leading people. There's going to be a tension in my marriage that's different than most experience. There's going to be a weight on my son. There's going to be times that are Tearing me, or or tearing at me inwardly. Do I serve the kingdom or do I serve my son? Yet it's both, right, and daughter, right? <laughs> I'm gonna see. You know, I'm gonna see. Okay, you know, like that's just me. I signed up for something real stupid, to be honest. It's gonna be tough. I love you. Thank you. I signed up for something really tough. I'm ready for the shots. I just want. Monroeville to know I'm not I'm not after some like worldwide expansion thing I don't need to become some cool pastor on Instagram or something I just I just want Monroeville to know I want Murraysville to know I want Plum to know and uh I'm gonna take some beatings through that and I know it and I know it and it's scary and I've felt it already Um, but I'm excited for it. Thank you. Yeah. So the more trials, the more people are going to read your letter. Bring it on. When we stand strong, others want to know how, how could you stand through this? How do you deal with this every day? How do you make it through? And we said this from the very beginning, our strength, our endurance, our fortitude comes only from him. People who don't have this Jesus in their hearts, man, we can think that we can make it, but we know that it is hard and it is exhausting to push through and stand strong on our own, and it eventually, it breaks us. And so I want to, before we even take a step further, I want to encourage, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, today is a great day to give his heart or to give your heart to him so that the strength of Christ can come in, that the Holy Spirit could be inside of you, working in you. For the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power. When you give your life to Christ and the Holy Spirit fills you, you are now filled with what is power. Someone say power. Power. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Listen, man, y'all can't do it on your own. I can't do this on my own. If I'm trying to lead this thing and I'm going to do it in my own power, it's going to be very weak and it is going to fall. We have to rely on the source of our strength in the first place. And so I I, got to say that from the very beginning because we love to control. (laughs) We love to control the outcomes of our life. Or we let fear totally take us out of the game. And so I got to even start with the basics that maybe sometimes we just got to like know that he is the source of our strength. I don't mind talking basics. He is the source of our strength. And the more that you know that, the more that you will stand strong. And maybe you're in a trial right now, and this conversation is happening right now because God is trying to inform you that, hey, I am your strength here. Let me in. Let me lift you up. Let me help you stand. Yeah. How do we stand strong? Two observations that I have based off of the story uh, of, of Paul and Silas. How do we stand strong? When we are weak, we call out to him. Oh, I am so prideful as a man. I don't like admitting that I'm weak. Yes, I'm emotional though. (laughs) But I don't like admitting that I'm weak. I don't like admitting that I don't have it all together. And about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. They were calling out to God. If you want the source of, if you want strength, you got to call out to the source source of strength, folks. We gotta practice that. Because we're so stubborn. No. We wanna do this on our own. You know, Emmy and I weren't in the best marriage uh situation a few months ago, and we could try forcing it. We tried forcing ourselves to get better, and finally we we're just like, only God can do this, and that's when he did it. <laughs> I forget that he's the source of my strength, he gives power to the weary. <laughs> And increases the power of the weak. He gives strength to the weary. And increases the power of the weak. Please practice calling out to God. Don't be too prideful. Don't be too prideful. And last thing I want to say is a friend can help us stand. A friend can help us stand. Notice this. Paul was the one who cast out this spirit. But Silas was with Paul. And I don't like making assumptions. But I wonder if the situation that Paul was in would have been different without a man linking arms with him by his side saying, I'm with you through this. Let's sing. And uh, one of the beautiful things that I know about Donna Michelle's story is that yeah, there were cancer treatments and some hospital visits that might have stopped them from connecting with the community on Sundays or whatever it be, but they never stopped connecting with the community of God. They surrounded themselves with people. You guys are amazing at making friends. Bruce and Lisa, those type. Like people were praying with them constantly. We need friends. Paul wasn't in there by himself. He was singing with Silas as well. And so if you're weak, if you're feeling down, similar to last week, can we stand with each other? You don't have to go through it alone. We can bear one another's burdens, one another's burdens. It says this, when her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. Ecclesiastes puts it like this, two are better than one because they have a return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Strength, it's a team thing. God put people in your life for a reason. And we can't do this journey on our own. And so if we have a, a story to share and it's a story of strength, we better be ready to call and ask for strength and we better be ready to link arms with people. Amen? Amen. When we stand, this is the bottom line, when we stand, his strength is on display. Yeah, that's good. Get ready. If you want to be a megaphone for the gospel, you got many trials coming. We're going to pray for strength, and we're going to walk with one another through that. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. If we could all bow our heads. I mentioned in my message that if you feel weak and you have not yet given your life to this Jesus, this is an opportunity for you to... (laughs) Accept him, embrace him, invite him in your heart as your Lord and Savior. And here's the wonderful thing. You don't have to be perfect for him to come in and love you and transform your life. He is saying, hey, I did it all. I paid all of the costs on the cross so that I could, be, uh, I could be with you, in you, set you free, set your eternal place in heaven, and pour my spirit inside of you. And so if you need this Jesus, this Jesus who would give everything for me and you, He's right here right now. I'm going to challenge you to do something bold. Uh, No one's looking around. Heads are all down. I want to challenge you, if you need this Jesus, if you need his strength, I want to challenge you to raise your hand on the count of three. One, two, three, if that's you. Amen. Amen. So good. So good you can put your hands down let's pray for that God we give you our heart you are our Lord and Savior and God I declare you as the Savior of my life thank you for dying on the cross rising again so that the enemy would be defeated forever and ever that my eternal place would be made right and that I would have the Holy Spirit within me God, I thank you for that. And God, I pray over each and every one of us that whatever prison we are in, God, I pray that we would have the strength to sing it out, that we would have the strength to praise it out. And God, no matter the outcome, we know that you are shaking the earth for us when we ask for your strength. In Jesus' name, everybody sin. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's all stand together and sing out with everything we got.